You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. Pirate fans, welcome into the show. My name is Matt Semenza. Uh, this is our third episode of Sunny and Semenza, and this is a show where we take a look around the country and preview the top five to six games every week. And just like that, we are in week three and uh, coming off of a very exciting week, too. And with that said, let me go ahead and welcome in um, Jay Sunhalter, who called the East Carolina game last week. And we'll also be calling the ECU versus Campbell game this Saturday at 6 p.m. Jay, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm a little worried about my picks from last week. I was one in four when we previewed games last week. So so it, it wasn't it, your record was better than mine. It wasn't too exciting for me, my picks, but I'll see if I can do better this week. It happens. It happens, you know, to, to, to the best of us, my friend. Uh you know, like we talked about so many times, um, you know, the first few weeks of the season are, are probably the most difficult because you don't really have much to go on, a lot of non-conference matchups, so it's really tough. I, I feel like, Jay, I don't know how you th feel about it, but I feel like we're going to start to settle in here um, now that we're kind of heading into week three and starting to get a better feel for these teams. What do you think? Well, that that's what I hope for. I mean, I've kind of been I've kind of been knocked down on the ground, so it's all about fighting through adversity and, and getting better. You're sitting in a good spot. You're six and five. I'm four and seven. So you need to keep just keep on your path. I got to find a way to to get some right picks this week. No doubt, no doubt. Well, hey, let's uh, let's see what happens moving forward. Um, but before Jay, before we kind of look ahead here to week three, I just wanted to you know, take a look back at week two and some of the, some of the big, big storylines um, from last Saturday, I wanted to get your thoughts on. Let's start with App State going into Texas A&M. All right. Let's face it. App State has a rich history, but nobody really gave them a chance to win that game. Jay, um, you know, what do you, what are your thoughts? I mean, just, just an incredible upset. I mean, when I saw the score of that, because I was getting ready, you know, I was doing the East Carolina, I was shocked. I was shocked because, I mean, Texas A&M has a ton of talent. You know, top-rated recruited class last year. I mean, they're, they're supposed to win that ball game. And Appalachian State went in there and beat them up and was more physical than, than them. So, great job by Appalachian State. But I, I just couldn't believe that they did that. Um, but it just goes to show you that's why you have to play because – nobody's invincible and just because you're favored or you're a big name school doesn't mean you're guaranteed to win. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. And, um, you know, Bubba Rosenbaum is producing tonight for us. You know, Bubba just put this uh, graphic up on the screen here, the Sunbelt conference. What a week for the Sunbelt, Jay app state, obviously Marshall, another one going into Notre Dame into South Bend and, and pulling off the upset there. Another one that, you know, a lot of people didn't see coming. I expected a close game, Jay, but I, I did not see Marshall winning that game. Uh, yeah, I mean, for them to go into Notre Dame, I mean, uh, again, if you're a big-name school, that doesn't mean you're going to play big every weekend, and it shows you 
these teams that go in, especially on the on the road as an underdog, there's a lot of motivation. And if the home team's sleepwalking, you know, they, they better watch out because Marshall, all, I mean, all those teams in the Sun Belt, you look at the Sun Belt, the Sun Belt's a great league. I mean, yeah. top to bottom, Coastal Carolina. I mean, there's a ton of good teams in that league. It really is an impressive league, and it's it's quietly, you know, picking up steam, it seems like, every season. And, you know, I mean, those are some marquee wins. Uh, and and then Georgia Southern going into Nebraska and, and essentially ending the, the Scott Frost era. Yeah, I mean, Georgia Southern is not supposed to be good. <laughs> and they went in there and beat them, even though Nebraska's down. I mean, st- again, going on the road. You would think that's not going to happen when a guy's job is on the line, and they did it. So that league is really amazing. It really is, and and you know Scott Frost obviously was was fired from his position as as head coach, and you know Jay, I, I just felt like after the opening loss to Northwestern, um, he he made such a horrific um, call in that game with a fourteen point lead and an onside kick. Uh, I feel like that kind of sealed his fate there. That was a terrible call. I mean, it was a terrible call because if you make that call and it works, okay, that's good. But your team was playing with momentum. And then if you make that call and it backfires, then you're about to get fired. And that's what happened. Yeah. So I'm just surprised you make you make that call when you know you're already on the hot seat. <laughs> I mean, that's going to tilt you. There's If you make that and it works – it's not doesn't guarantee you're going to save your job, but if you don't make it, it's going to guarantee you're probably not going to be there much longer. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great point, and you know, you just see the graphic that was up on the screen. Scott Frost was five and twenty-two uh, in one-score game, so you know, just wasn't able to get it done there. Um, and, and hey, that's the nature of college football: you see, you win or go home, right? You win or go home, and um, you know, I think Nebraska. They're going to have big decisions to make on their next coach. You know, I, I personally feel like um, the coach from from Coastal Carolina, um, Jamie Chadwell, would be a great fit there because of his sort of modern day option style offense from the pistol. Jay, um, you know, looking back to Nebraska's history when they were at their best with Tom Osborne and even Frank Solich, they were an option style offense. So. I think Chadwell from Coastal would make a lot of sense. You, what, what do you think of that? Do you think that would possibly well, be something that I, could happen? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a great coach. And I think that, you know, he's one of probably 10 out of that list of like 30 that, that's on there. And, you know, he I think he has a realistic shot. But I, I think they're initially going to go after some big, big names and throw a ton of money at somebody. Um and then, you know, if, if they don't get one of those NFL guys or somebody with a huge name, then they'll go down the list and he'll have an opportunity. But I, I think very highly of him. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think he's an outstanding coach. And and he has a unique style, a unique system that I think would work in, in just about any conference. So, um, but, you know, to put a, to put a bow on week two, um, you know, Notre Dame obviously drops out of the top 25 um, Sunbelt was really the storyline of the week, App State. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think too, Jay, and, and not to really get too far off script, but I think in my opinion, I really wanted to get your thoughts on this as a former player and, um, you know, a broadcaster now for ESPN. I really think you're starting to see the effects of the transfer portal 
and helping, you know, the so-called non-P5 schools, helping them in a very positive way. Well, I think it's helping them. And I also think even at the bigger schools or, you know, any schools, uh, the transfer porter may help some schools a lot. And then other schools, it may help them in five weeks, but there's not the chemistry right now. So I think that's that's a big thing is, you know, some schools maybe, you know, maybe mold together quicker or maybe they don't have as many transfer. Maybe they have a couple big name guys that are really making an impact or guys transferring down. So it's helping out some of the smaller leagues. And then some of these bigger leagues, guys are coming in. They haven't had a, an opportunity to build chemistry yet. So I think it definitely is a factor. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, you saw front and center last week how much it helped East Carolina in that game versus yeah. Old Dominion. Um, the wide receivers, Jalen Johnson, uh, Isaiah Winstead, and then also a few offensive linemen too, Parker yeah. Moore. Yeah. Um, you know, those guys really stepped up and, and, and helped pull off that win. Yeah, and East Carolina is a, a team where it's helping a lot, it, uh, immediate impact, and you know, they're doing a great job, all the new guys. Yeah, no doubt about it, Jay. So, so my friend. All right, so now that we kind of wrapped up week two, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's let's look forward here to week three. Um, I, I Not, you know, a tremendous slate of games, in my opinion, but we were still still able to find five pretty good games, Jay, that I think will be very competitive um, you know, and, and tough luck game. So let's go ahead and, uh, oh, okay. And, and our producer, before I move forward, uh, Bubba Rosenbaum, the Texas game really quick before we move forward here, um, forgot to mention the Texas game, you know, at home, almost pulled off the upset about, uh, you know, against Alabama. Um, that was a game I felt really strongly about Texas covering. I didn't think they get it as close as they did, Jay. But I did think they'd cover, so I don't know if you caught that the ending of that game. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I was totally wrong. I picked Texas to run away with that game, but um, I, I think it shows that at least for one week, Texas is close to being back. Now, Sarkeesian came out this week and was like, "Just because we played well doesn't mean it," and you know we have to continue to do that. So, I, you know, I, I think Texas is significantly improved. They've got a lot of young players, but I think next year and two years they're going to be they're going to be loaded. But uh, that was a that was a good showing by them. I'm with you. I'm with you. That that's a program moving in the right direction. But for last week, it's going to be horns down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> another loss, Jay. But so here we go. Here we go. Let's get into it. Uh, and Bubba's going to put the uh, games up on the screen here. But the first game of the week, Jay, BYU. I'll I'll, I'll kick it over to you first. BYU at Oregon. BYU is a three and a half point favorite heading out west. What are your thoughts here? I'm going to say Oregon to cover. Oregon, okay, all right. I'm going um, against going against the green probably there, but okay. So, you know, BYU. I don't know if you caught that. Well, you probably didn't because you were calling the East Carolina game. I, I saw the end of it. I saw the end of it. Yeah, with Baylor. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was the late night game on Saturday. I was really impressed with with BYU pulling off that win against Baylor. And they did it with without two of their starting wide receivers. Um, Baylor, such an athletic team, and you know, they've been so good for the last five years or so. But BYU was able to pull that off at home. Um, so looking at this one, you know, I don't know what to make of Oregon, Jay. I mean, they got absolutely manhandled at Georgia 
in week one. They come back last week and they, they, you know, they hang 70 on Eastern Washington. Okay. What do you make of that? But, you know, I'm, I'm leaning towards, I feel like BYU is the real deal. Um, I really do. I feel like they're a really solid team and I think they're going to go on the road at Oregon into Outson Stadium and get it done, Jay. All right. Well, you're probably right considering my record last week, so I may need to switch <laughs> my pick. Hey, man, it's a week-to-week sport, right? <laughs> you're right. Thanks for building me up. I'm, try- I'm trying you're to right. build you up. I mean, I'll talk trash to you after the show. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, man. All right. So, okay. So that's the first pick there. B- I like BYU. Jay's got the Ducks. To cover the three and a half. All right. Moving right along here. The next game we have is now this to me, this is this is my favorite game of the week. Jay, Penn State heading down south to play at Auburn. Penn State is a three-point favorite. What are your thoughts here? See, I in this one, I mean, you know, my thought is Penn State's better than Auburn, but I think that's going to be a tough atmosphere down there. And, and these teams that maybe have been playing well or winning, it's hard to play good every single week. And if you're not playing as well or don't, you know, have pressure on you, sometimes you're not just that you're just not as good. Or sometimes, you know, when you're not playing well, you got to practice and, and you know, there, there's a message, a strong message from the coaching staff. You got to be better. So I'm going to take Auburn to cover here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, you certainly can't go wrong with it with ever taking Auburn at home. Um, so I did a lot of homework on this one, Jay, because of the fact I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Penn state fan. My brother went to school there. Uh, I love the Nittany lions. So I'm going to throw some, a crazy stat at you. All right. And this is one I never thought I'd hear. And you may, you may have heard this stat this week, but last weekend, Penn state set a big 10 record. Okay. Uh-huh. The record was 17 players caught a pass in that game. It's amazing. Versus Ohio. That's that's a crazy stat, right? I've never heard right. anything like that before. 17 players. That's unbelievable. That's play calling and ball distribution. It really is. And you know, it's it's it shows um you know, it shows some efficiency in the office and it, they have a lot of weapons obviously, but I just thought that was a crazy stat, but you know, um, Auburn, I was not very impressed with last week at home. They played San Jose State. They kind of squeaked out a win. Um, I want to say it was like 24 to 17 was the final score, Jay. The quarterback, TJ Finley, I'm just not in love with him as a quarterback. You know, he his numbers last week, he threw for 279, one touchdown, and three interceptions. So not, you know, he's he's still kind of feeling it out and and – you know, sort of uh, finding his way as a quarterback at Auburn. They're kind of a bipolar team to me. They've been really up and down. You know, they'll play Alabama great one week, and then the next week they play down to their competition. So Auburn's kind of a bipolar team. I don't always know what to make of them. You know, Penn State, they cracked into the top 25 this week. Um, you know, their Penn State is number 19 in the country in turnovers created. Um, and then conversely, Auburn is 118. Um, and then I think the big difference in this game, Jay, like I said, I, I had a lot of, a lot to say about this particular game, but the running back for Penn State, Nick Singleton, outstanding, highly recruited player, uh, averaging 10 yards a carry so far. So 
I like Penn State to go down south and and get it done. Um, I think they'll they'll cover the three. I, I think they'll win this game by probably ten points. All right, well, we got two differences. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. So um, another another big game now. Here's one with a little local flavor, Jay. I'd love to get your thoughts on this one. Texas Tech coming to play at NC State, and the Wolfpack are a ten and a half point favorite um, as of about an hour ago. A ten and a so, half point favorite. Yeah. So in this one, I think Texas Tech's going to cover. I just okay. think the offense ability. I, I just, I just think they're going to cover. I think that's a big number for NC State to win by. Um, I, I think NC State can win it. I just don't know by 10. So I'm going to take, take the Red Raiders. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great pick. Um, you know, I was kind of – I really tried to follow NC State last week because of, you know, obviously playing East Carolina two weeks ago. I wanted to see how they'd perform in a you know relatively easy matchup. Uh, played Charleston Southern. I think the score was like 55-3. to three. Um this week for NC State, Jay, this is kind of like – there's been a lot of hype around that program in the offseason. This is kind of a show-me game right. where they can they have an opportunity to really prove like, hey, we're a legitimate top 15 team or, or you know what, maybe we're just, you know, another team that's kind of hovering anywhere from like number 25 to number 40. Um, so I think this is a big opportunity for them at home. But – to your point, Texas Tech coming in. Texas Tech is number one in the country in passing yards at 411 passing yards per game, number seven in total offense. Um, you know, and then really kind of a surprising stat for me the Texas Tech defense is number 10 in rushing yards allowed at 69 yards per game, which is pretty damn impressive. So um, I agree with you, Jay. Texas Tech. They're going to make this game really tough in Raleigh. Um, I think NC State will win, but I think Texas Tech will cover the 10 and a half. All right, we agree. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Texas Tech wins. I just think they're going to cover for sure. Yeah, yeah, I can see it too. I mean, with that offense, 411 yards passing a game. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, uh, one of those games was against Houston, so, you know, a solid defense there, but um, – I think that'll be a fun game to watch. I, I am really curious to see how NC State handles all these pats on the back. Well, that that's the thing. It's hard. They're a good team, but when you're facing another really good team, and it's hard to be consistent every single week, especially when you're getting, you know, you're getting a lot of coverage, um, and you haven't, you know, you're only on week three right now. That's right. And, you know, the, that vaunted defense, everybody said before the season, that might be the best defense in the country. You heard that all over the place. And now you have the number seven offense coming in. It's a really good opportunity for them to prove it. So uh, that's going to be fun to watch. I'm definitely going to tune into that game. Um, so, okay. So we, we agree on that one. Moving right along, Jay, the Knowles. The Knowles uh, heading to Louisville, coming off of Louisville, coming off of a huge win at UCF. What do you think here? I'm going to go with a little surprise here. I'm going to say Florida State. Or okay. At least, 
in my mind. I'm going to go with Florida State to cover. Yeah, that's uh, this is this is a tough one because I we were both surprised, Jay, right when when Florida State beat LSU. Um, that that was a bit of a shocker to me, and. Looking at this game, that was the last time Florida State played. That was on September 4th. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. So they've had, you know, quite a bit of time to get ready for this game. They should be healthy. They should be prepared. But Louisville is another one of those funny teams. You know, they get blown out at Syracuse. Then they go down to Orlando and, you know, find a way to pull off the upset against UCF. Um, so this this is a you know, like Jay, you made the point. I think you said it last week that the biggest improvement in college football is from week one to week two. Well, Louisville showed that. I mean, that was a huge turnaround there. Yeah, I mean, they're a dangerous team. I don't feel good about this pick, so <laughs> we'll see. Hey, yeah, this I'm, is definitely. I'm just good. guessing. Have you have you had a chance to see Malik Cunningham play the quarterback? I have, for Louisville? Yeah, he's a he's a really good player. Really good player. Man, he is. He is electric. I mean, when 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 he breaks free on a, on you know when he's scrambling out of the pocket and he breaks free, good lord, he can he can run, man. I mean, he is quick. So uh, really dynamic player. I don't know what to make of this game, Jay. Um, I'm just gonna go because of the fact Florida State hasn't played since September 4th. They should be healthy. They should be fresh. I'll say the Knolls get it done in Louisville. Yeah, I don't feel good about it, but if you're you're we're riding together on this one. Yeah, it's it's one of those that you know the line is tight. So that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But uh, so we we'll go that one. Now another another fun one here, Jay. Miami, the Hurricanes, heading down to play the Aggies of Texas A and M. Uh, coming off that huge upset by App State, and it's the Aggies by five. What do you what do you think of this one? Well, I'll tell you, that's such a tough game um, because of what happened last week, and you know, Miami playing with a lot of momentum with Mario Cristobal. I'm going to go ahead, probably with a little bit of a s- surprise here. I'm going to say Texas A&M covers. Okay. Now, were you were you as shocked as I was that? And you know, I don't know why I, I was so shocked. Because App State has done this, it seems like a hundred times. Um, <clears throat> I think they were a seventeen-point underdog. I thought they would play well, um, but I did not. I didn't expect them to go down there and win that game. You got to give major credit to that program. I mean that they the, that program is just on fire. They know how to get it done in big games. Um, what do you think about the pressure on Jimbo Fisher coming into this week? I think there is pressure. I think it's real. I think that's why they win. But I think, <laughs> you know, they've, they've got to start winning real games and, and doing well in the SEC because those fans aren't going aren't gonna to stand for eight and four for too much longer. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And, you know, here's a graphic on the screen here that App State only allowed Texas A&M to run 38 plays for 186 total yards. That that's crazy, Jay, because the week before App State let let the Tar Heels hang like what, 55 on them, right? Right. So that to me makes me 63. Thank you. Thank you, Bubba. Um that to me is a major warning sign for Texas A&M 
that maybe that wasn't a fluke last week. Maybe they're just not what everybody thought they were going to be um, because they can only muster one one offensive touchdown against App. The other one came off of a – I think it came off of a kick return. It might have been a, a kickoff return. Um, so this is going to be a tough game. Take a look at Miami. Going back to last year, Miami's won seven of their last eight games. So they're – you know, it makes me wonder, Jay, are they sort of quietly finally beginning to turn the corner? Well, I, th- I think they are. I mean, I think they're legit. I just I, – I guess I'm putting more faith in Texas A&M for a rebound. But, yeah, I, I think Miami's legit. Yeah, they – Miami, I felt like so many times over the last 10 years they were legit and they always burned me. They burned me so many times. But – I maybe I'll get burned again because I'm going to say the Hurricanes, Jay, go ahead and and win the game. I think they're going to win the game in College Station and cover the five and a half. All right, I like it. I like it. Who knows? But I'll go out and I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're finally turning the corner a little bit. I'm 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 with you, even though I pick different. Yeah. Hey, could go either way. Probably right. (laughs) Could go. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But um, so those, you know, those I think are the big games of the week. You know, there's um, obviously not like I don't think a marquee matchup this week, but I think those are some interesting games to watch, Jay. And um, wanted to take a minute and shift gears and now look towards East Carolina. And and I wanted to mention again, you're calling the game for the second week in a row. So um, you're not able to give a you know, points, a prediction on the point spread, but just generally speaking, you know, what are your thoughts on the East Carolina Campbell game? Well, I think first of all, for East Carolina uh, last week, so many impressive parts to the ball game against old dominion. I mean, just domination as far as time of possession, second half wore them down completely. And uh, the running game exploded passing game. Jalen Johnson, Winstead had really big days and, and Ehlers, directed the offense and protected the ball. And then on defense, they shut down the running game only 15 yards and and uh, shut down the tight end. Now, Ali Jennings had a big day, but th- that's an adjustment thing and communication thing in the secondary that I know, you know, has been has been discussed uh, with, with the players this week. So I was just fully impressed with East Carolina. Um, you know, obviously areas to clean up, but so many positives to take away. Now, with Campbell, Campbell has real, really talented players. Um, they've got the number one FCS recruiting class in the country ahead of Jackson State. Mike Minner's the head coach and an extremely, extremely loved leader by the players. Uh, they love they love him and you know what he brings to them and his experience from playing, but just his leadership and mentorship. Team plays really hard for him, and this is a team that – has brought in really good freshmen and then also had really good transfers too. And they've got a star quarterback, star tight end. And then their team is built with two really good tackles and two really good defensive ends. So they're built the right way. Um, so I, I they're, they're going to present a lot of challenges to East Carolina. That's incredible, uh, your point, Jay, about they had the number one recruiting class in FCS. That's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's very impressive. Um you know, maybe that's a program on the rise. Uh, Mike Minner was a great player. I know I've heard 
really positive things about him as the coach there. Um, Jay, what you know, wanted to get your thoughts on Holton Aylers. You know, I think he's, I feel like sometimes as a fan base, including myself, we kind of take him for granted a little bit because, you know, he's, he's been here for a long time. Um, what fifth year player, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's been in so many big games over the years. I feel like he's putting, I, I thought he had an outstanding game last week. I, he was under pressure a lot of the time. ODU was bringing, you know, uh, heavy pressure from all over the field. Um, and he, and he took some heat, but I thought he, he made good decisions. I thought he threw some incredible, you know, passes down the field that were just very, very accurate. You know, I just wanted to get your thoughts on sort of his progression this yeah. year. I thought he played great. I mean, I thought that was one of one of his best games. He protected the ball, directed the offense. They had balance. You know, he's he's showing leadership, and he was poised in the pocket. I made the comment a couple times during the game. Just he was so calm and read the field and found the right guy. I I was really impressed with him, and then he took off and ran at the right moment. So I I think he had a really good game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought he he really with that kind of pressure coming at you, he didn't make any mistakes. He he was efficient, so uh, that's something to build on for him. Um, want, also, wanted to get your thoughts on Keaton Mitchell. There was a video came out that came out, Jay, and I think on that touchdown run, I don't know if you saw this. He was clocked at like twenty two miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you stop that? It's, when he gets well, in the open field, forget it. He's he's got a gift, and he's he's uh he's different than other running backs throughout the country. And I mean, the more he gets the ball, the more explosive plays he's going to have. So, I just think he's really good and continue to get better from his freshman year to now. Yeah, very very impressive when he gets in the open field. Um, and then I thought Rajay played very strong too. I, I really like I really like Rajay Harris in short yardage situations, goal line situations. He's got a knack for kind of making the first guy miss. He's got very quick feet for a big for a big guy. Um, but I thought he played a really strong game too. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, him and him and Mitchell took over in the second half and they really complement each other well and they bring a lot of the same qualities but also different, you know, different as well and makes it tough on a defense when you have two guys that come in that are fresh that are really good and they present different problems. That's right. And uh, here's a graphic on the screen here Can't from Campbell head coach Mike Minter made the comment that uh, he made NC State's linebackers, all of whom are projected draft picks, look like they're running in mud. So, um, you know, very uh, uh, strong statement there from from Mike Minter. But um, and, and NJ, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about um, East Carolina's problems right now in their special teams units, particularly the, um, the, the extra points and the field goal kicking game. Um, that's something that's gotta be fixed, but what were your thoughts last week? You know, um, just, just sort of the struggles they're having there. Well, I just think that, you know, it's protection issues up front. And the first one was, uh, out on the right, the right side. And then the second one was pretty much right up the middle. So, I mean, you know, you, you hate that that happens, but, you know, it's early on in the season and, and I know it's going to be addressed. So 
I wouldn't expect that to be an issue moving forward, but that's that's an area they've they've got to make sure they make sure it, that gets fixed. Definitely, that that has to be fixed. I mean, if that's a, if that goes on throughout the course of a season, that could cost you a game. I mean, you know, well, it already did cost a game against NC State, but the 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 uh, the extra points are just unacceptable at this level. But um, no doubt about it, there as you can see on the graphic, but. Jay, just just kind of coming off the the actual game for a second here, um, and actually before I do that, we have a comment here from Johnny Robertson, great pirate. Johnny, I like to stay positive, but I feel the ECU is really making things harder on themselves as a result of the punting game. The Pirates are 127 out of 131 teams in net punting at 30 yards per punt. That's uh, that's a pretty brutal statistic, Johnny. Thanks for sharing that. That's. Uh, Definitely, you know, a need for improvement. Um, but, Jay, I wanted to ask you, you know, obviously you you need to remain a neutral party for this. You're calling the game, but you were a former player for East Carolina. You know, you had a chance to call the game last week. What were your thoughts just in terms of the, the environment of the stadium, um, the atmosphere, I know we've made some changes with some new ribbon boards and some new updates. Like what were, what were just some thoughts of the environment itself? Oh, I mean, I thought it was awesome. I mean, uh, you know, just going back to when we played Matt, just think about the fan support and you know, how awesome it was to play in Dowdy Ficklin stadium. And, you know, with the new, with the new boards and the ribbons and I mean, just the audio, I mean, it's rocking. It's an outstanding atmosphere and, that's because of the players, the coaches, the the fans, the administration, all being together as one. You know, when the team does well, administration, fans, you know, it all works together, and it's you know, it's a beautiful thing to see that atmosphere. Um, and you know, the f- new facility upgrades and what the administration's done for game day experience. Yeah, it, it, I'll tell you, it looks fantastic on TV. I know. You know, the rain kept some of the, you know, the fans away. It was uh, some dicey weather there throughout the course of the day. But personally, I'm really hoping that Pirate fans turn out against Campbell, which certainly is not a traditional uh, matchup by any sense. As a matter of fact, the teams haven't played since 1939. Um, It's not a conference game. But, you know, I really hope to see a huge turnout for this game to support this team because I really feel like we're heading in the right direction. Um, and there you can see it. The first time since 1939, Jay, the Camels playing the Pirates. So interesting graphic there. Um, so with that said, Jay, I, I know you can't make a pick on this one. Um, you know, when when you play an FCS team, it's hard to find a, a line on the game. But I looked at a few different sites. You know, uh, Bubba Rosenbaum's. he saw one at 26. I saw a line at 30. Um, you know, I, I think I learned my lesson a little bit last year when we played Charleston Southern. Um, you can, you know, you just can never take a team lightly in college football. Anybody's capable of winning on any given day. And that sounds cliche, but it's the truth. Um, we were able to win that game against Charleston Southern by three points last year. Uh, I didn't think they had any business being in the game, but they, that's what happens in college football. So this is a game that the Pirates 
cannot take lightly. You can't take any opponent lightly. Um, I do think, and I'm hoping that as a result of last year, this team is more mature. Um, I'm hoping they can handle it better uh, and, and really come out motivated and put together a strong performance. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say that, and, and this is based off of a 26-point line, the last one I saw. I'm going to go ahead and say that the Pirates get it done and win this game by at least 28 to 31 points. Um, huge spread, but but uh, you know I got I, I got to support the Pirates. It's it's to me it's it's going to be a really really fun game because East Carolina. Played really good against NC State. Didn't go out or didn't didn't get the you know the win at the end like they wanted. And then last week, dominant performance against Old Dominion. So week three, you know they're coming in with momentum. And Campbell, they they torch Citadel. And then William and Mary, who's ranked in the top twenty in FCS, they lost. But I mean they had opportunities in that ball game. And Campbell has a ton of talent. A lot of really good young players and big big time transfers, so they they've got they've got very very um, athletic and smart players on their team. So I think it's going to be a really good challenge for both teams. I know Campbell's really excited to come into the, the, the atmosphere, and for East Carolina, it's you know another test on on the schedule. And I I think Campbell you know is going to present a lot of really good players to ECU. So I think it's going to be a fun game. I certainly hope so, my friend. And, you know, you never know. Like we like say, when you put grown men on a football field together, um, you just never know what's going to happen because it's all about pride and, and uh, you know, sometimes who's who's the most motivated. So um, I, I do think Campbell's going to come in here. You know, this is, you know, I, and I don't say this in an insulting way at all because I hate when people say this about the Pirates. I, I despise when people say it's our Super Bowl. Um, but I do think – in some ways, this is this is a Super Bowl for Campbell where, um, hey, you know, they're, they're, they get a chance to come into Dowdy Ficklin and try to play spoiler. So they're going to be motivated and you know, they're going to fight hard. Um, so uh, I agree. It's nothing's ever easy in college football. But so with that said, my friend, any final thoughts on this week? Um, I hope I don't go one and four in my picks this week. So. That's my final <laughs> thought. Hopefully I do better. All right. Well, you know, hey, there's only one way to go up, right? There's only one way to go from there. <laughs> yeah, but I could go over. So <laughs> but, I hope you uh, continue to have success. I just hope I do a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Myself, not better than you, just myself. Hopefully I don't go one for four. Hopefully I can get two or three. <laughs> I hear you, brother. Well, so um you know, that's going to wrap up our week three show here. Um, we also have some outstanding new program um, that if, you know, we get a chance to talk about here, if Bubba can pop that up on the screen here. But so many new programs here for um, the Sports Objective podcast throughout the course of the year. And um, every night of the week, there's a different program. And um, just want to remind anybody that's listening Please go to our YouTube page, like and subscribe. Uh, we're available on basically anywhere where a podcast can be found. Audio Boom, Amazon. Um, so obviously on Facebook and YouTube. So we appreciate everybody's support of the show. 
Um, Jay, uh, really happy to have you back in Greenville. I hope you have a great call this weekend. I hope you enjoy the game. And uh, I'm sure your, your record will be better next week. <laughs> Thank you. Well, continued success to you. I can't wait to see if uh, if I win a couple next week or if I go over. I may not be allowed to have any more picks, so or I may just piggyback off of yours. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But thanks so much, brother. Looking forward to being at the at the uh, at Dowdy Ficklin for the game. I think it's going to be a fun one, and uh, and uh, we'll regroup and uh, get back together next week. All right, man. Thanks as always. Have a good one, and uh, thanks everyone for tuning in and. Go Pirates on Saturday. You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. Listen to the show pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Be sure to follow us on social media at the Sports OBJ on Twitter and TikTok, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show and go Pirates! Get it on, get it on, get the